find to be the most unsettling. Enjoying the blockbuster taste of apples and milk has never been this thrilling. For more delicious top 10s and somewhat unsavory top 5s, be sure to subscribe to WatchMojo.com. I like my milk dark, very dark. Just starting to mold. That's some kind of cheeseburger and the Big Mac. Still nothing. Big Mac hasn't even started to mold yet. Big Mac still looks like we just bought that thing. Lettuce a little moldy. Chicken McGrill definitely seen some better days. That thing is beat up. Filet fish. Look at that white fuzz on top of it. The quarter pounder. That thing's got a rainforest going on inside there. And this burger, same thing. Look, it's starting to get juicy on the bottom. The bun is just like coagulating into some kind of goo. Here's the regular french fries. Those things are black and crazy. Wanna see what the McDonald's french fries look like? Check this out. That's right. Some kind of fluke of nature. That's right. This can't explain. But this is what you're eating every time you get these fries. Ooh, that's the Big Mac. That looks good, doesn't it? Mmm, look at this. Oh, the chicken and grill looks fantastic. Oh, that's so yummy. Look at the filet of fish. That's very impressive. Quarter pounder really coming to the end of the road. Are you ready for the french fries? You ready? That's right. Look at that, folks. Why are these not breaking down? That's a really good question. And you have to ask yourself, wow, what's that doing in my stomach then? Big Mac. 
I put 100 people inside of a giant. Brazier will be under surveillance 24 hours a day and required to wear a GPS ankle monitoring system. Katie Johnson for CBSN Los Angeles. for a camel to pass through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. Oh, yeah? Well, I got a saying, too. It's easy, you know, why don't you pass your own, pass your ass through the needle? Then f*** you, man. Come on. The girl stays. What? 
$300 when you open a BMO performance checking account. Plus, stay on top of your spending with the BMO app. I'm glad I didn't get sold because I don't want to be owned by another human being. What about me? They better kill me the first day because I'm going to go fuck loud on the whole operation. <laughs> Sold. Well, you have to buy that 
right now. I mean, I got a few massive individuals. That's too much. I mean, anybody would buy him. Yeah. I'd buy that dude. My question is, how did they catch him? Two dollars on Lotte. Two dollars going once, twice, three times sold. See, now that surprises me. That is interesting to say the least. I mean, well, it just seems like at a certain point, it's like they even know. Like the whole criteria thing goes just a little inconsistent. I mean, at some point, I want to be on Lotte. Yeah, which is that's can a brother get on Lotte? Next. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Give me closer. Give him hell. All right. Okay. Eight dollars on Lade. Go once, twice, three times. Oh. Not, not true. Not true. Not true. Okay, that can't be true. Cause what can Look this dude do? Look at him. What can he pick? A cotton plant is like this tall. Yes. I'm saying, no offense, brother. I'm just saying. Offense taken. What? Am I wrong? Is he not short? He's offense. short. But you are actually short in real life in the world. Enough. I will not have my reputation tainted selling superficial bigoted slaves. Superficial? Did that really just come out of your mouth? Now that's it. This auction's over. Oh, auction's over. Oh, no, it ain't over. It's not over. What? I'm strong, y'all. I'm very strong. I can sleep in a bucket. I'm fast. I got stamina. No, I don't look it. And I know magic. My worst quality is that I'm a perfectionist. Let me mention, have I mentioned this? Docile. I am agreeable to a fault. You should have seen the dude who asked me to get on the boat when we came over Not here. Not a violent bone just walked in my body. body. No big deal. Never seen a boat in my life. Yeah, I need a cigarette. I need a fucking cigarette. I need a fucking smoke. Cigarette and food. For real? <laughs> That's why I said we're, we're probably related, bro. You, Miss Tubman? The name's Harry. We didn't meet for not like no reason. We must be related. Before you thank me, let me tell you. I've led hundreds of slaves to freedom. I need makers. Okay. We'll uh, wait until dark. 
and they sneak back across the line and they join our unit. Did you guys hear something? I know it was. I was there. Everyone was there. But up close, it's a whole different thing. For instance, it was a weekend, and the baby hairs had just started to grow on the sides of the mustache, like this. So, I walk up to Hitler, casual. Yeah, common sound. That's, that's rude. And it's the middle of the story. Not interested in the story about our Fjordo? Yeah. Okay, good. Mm -hmm. And Ava was there as well. Taller than you think. Or a little shorter, hard to say. But, anywho. I'm buying some bread. Hitler's buying some bread. Um, I must. So uh, I'm. I'm assuming you've got a better Hitler story. But no. But then maybe don't interrupt. Yes, sir. So I give him a salute, and he gives me one of those half Hitler salutes. You know, down low, very cool. Right. You know. Right. Here's what you forget. <laughs> he doesn't say Heil Hitler. Uh -huh. Isn't that funny? Huh? Yeah, oh wait. Up. I think maybe next time I'll tell him. How uninterested you are in my story! Oh, no, no, no. Is this yeah. thing? No, no, no. You know, I didn't mean Hitler to hurt your feelings. Proceed. So I say to Hitler, I've actually been quite busy. And you're fine. Top 15 things most humans can't do. Ah, the human body. It's just so interesting and equally disgusting with all the organs in it. However, despite the gross squicky stuff inside of us, it can do some interesting things. It can curve, concave, stretch, and bend. Although most people can easily touch their toes, do a flip, or do the splits, there are some things most people can't even imagine doing. Few people around the world can do these weird, unthinkable things. And that's why today on Top 5 Best, we're going over the top 15 things most people can't do. Let's begin, shall we? We are currently giving away an iPhone 7 Plus and 30 Google Play cards and 30 iTunes cards. Now, if you want to be entered into this giveaway, make sure you subscribe right now, leave a like on this video, and comment down below your favorite part of the video. If you are not subscribed, guys, you cannot be entered, so press that subscribe button right now and smash a like on this video. 
Also guys, make sure you turn on notifications right now. That little bell next to the subscribe button. If you do, you will be entered into our giveaway and it will give you a huge chance of winning. Number 15, raise one eyebrow. In order to get a point across to another person, most people use facial expressions. Some people use their fists, but most people use facial expressions. In fact, please use your facial expressions. These facial expressions range from smiling to simply raising one's eyebrows. Although this may sound simple, most people can't raise one eyebrow by itself. Now you may be thinking to yourself, yes I can, but if some of you may be trying now, you can't. People call the raising of the one eyebrow the eyebrow cock. The raising of one eyebrow is a universal symbol of skepticism. It's like some saying, oh really? Although you're watching this video right now, you're still trying to raise your one eyebrow, aren't you? There is a way to learn how to raise one brow. You simply start by keeping one eyebrow down with one hand and holding one up with the other. Keep practicing this in the mirror so you can check the correct muscle movement to obtain one eyebrow up. Number 14, Bleaking. Although this next ability may sound disgusting, there's only a few people who can actually bleak. Bleaking is also known as bleeding, or glicking is like spitting, but it is not quite exactly like spitting. This term bleaking means protecting saliva from the submandular gland upon compression of the tongue. Basically, the saliva simply shoots out from underneath the tongue with the help of the salivary glands. Just think of it as being able to control how much your mouth produces and releases saliva. The majority of the time, bleaking is involuntary, but there is a way to learn how to bleak with just a little research. Man, you become like a saliva version of a Dilophosaur from Jurassic Park. <laughs> Number 13, lick your elbow. Many people can easily bend their arm or elbow. Most people can also stick their tongue out, but most people can't do them together. That's why the next step on our list of weird, funky things most people can't do is lift their elbow. Although this may sound easy, that is not the case. It's just about impossible for most people to lick their elbows. Try it now. Make sure you're alone, though, or you may look like a complete idiot. That's because this is a rare ability that only a few people spread throughout the world can actually do. It's obviously not so impossible for some people. Supposedly, Guinness World Records is about five claims a day from people who think that they're special just because they can lick their elbows. Number 12, lick your nose. For this next weird ability, we head back up into the face area, smack dab in the middle, right through the nose. Nose twitching became noticeable was when Bewitch star Samantha Stevens began to twitch her nose during filming. Her nose twitch became a sort of trademark for Bewitch. Nose twitching can also be involuntary and can be symptoms of a serious medical condition. Some people have trouble flaring their nostrils for the same reason. However, as with several items on this list, it's something that can be learned. Worth doing, too, as it's a pretty endearing little trick. Maybe people will compare you to a cute little rabbit or some other creature. Number 11, wiggling your ears. When most people think of wiggling a body part, they think toes or fingers and even your butt. But you would never think of wiggling your ears now, would you? The cats can do it and so can the hippo and Jeff Goldblum. But only a few other people in the world can wiggle their ears. Although you can train yourself to wiggle your ears by simply isolating your ear wiggling muscle. You may be able to wiggle your ears, but it won't be that impressive if you have to raise your eyebrows or look awfully surprised every time. You may not be able to move your ears without moving your scalp, but you should be able to learn to move without moving your eyebrows. Practice wiggling your ears without moving any other parts of your face. It's a lot harder than it seems. Number 10. Sneeze with your eyes open. When you sneeze, you immediately clench your eyes shut and cover your nose and mouth. Well, what if that's not the case for everybody? Some people when sneezing can keep their eyes wide open. Now most of you are thinking, if you did force open your eyes, would your eyeballs pop out when you sneezed? Well, the answer is no. Your eyes are actually quite secure and your eye sockets aren't connected to your nose at all. So, although a sneeze can erupt from your nose at an explosive 200 miles per hour, it can transfer this pressure into your eye sockets to the throne your eyeballs. 
So yes, there are a few people who can do this. So if you are one of those people, let's hope your eyes stay in their sockets. Number nine, putting your fist in your mouth. When people think of things going in their mouth, they think food, but definitely not your fist. The majority of the population can only get half or barely a quarter of their fist into their mouths. Seriously, they've done studies on this stuff. Successfully fitting your entire fist in your mouth usually requires both a large mouth and small hands. Although the steps for putting your fist in your mouth are easy enough. Number one, make a fist. Two, insert into mouth. Most people can't do it. Majority of the people who can do this are women, and the other few men who are able to do it either have small hands or big mouths, or maybe even both. Number eight, writing a number six while moving your foot clockwise. Okay, even I have to admit this one is definitely a weird entry. The first thing most people were taught when learning multitasking is pat your head and rub your stomach at the same time. Making the multitasking of patting your head and rubbing your stomach even harder was to do each part in opposite directions. Nowadays, when people do fun little multitasking actions, they are completely more complex. The multitasking that people are doing today is writing a six and moving your legs clockwise at the same time. It sounds simple, but will completely trick your mind while trying to do this. It might take a while, but you are able to learn how to do this after some practice. Number seven, touch your nose with your tongue. Most people can't touch the tip of their nose with their tongue. In medicine, the ability to touch the tip of your nose with your tongue is known as a Gorlin sign. Approximately 10% of the population can actually perform this act. The ability to do this is actually a genetic trait, although there have been a few cases of people actually learning to touch their nose with their tongue. The only reason a small 10% of people can actually do this is due to the extreme length of their tongues. Their long tongues give them the ability to reach their nose. Number six, touching your chin with your tongue. Yeah, another tongue thing. When someone licks their tongue out, they usually do it to tease someone, or maybe it's a game, but some special people can actually touch their chin with their tongue. Just like the previous weird body ability, this ability to touch your chin with your tongue also requires a lengthy tongue. This act became infamous from Gene Simmons from Kiss. At his concerts, the celebrity would stick out his tongue and go completely wild with it, making it a huge trend back in the day. If you have a lengthy tongue, maybe you could touch your chin or your nose with your tongue. Who knows? Eh? Eh? A failed boy. Number five, tongue tricks. My god, there's a lot of tongue stuff in this. While we're still on the subject of tongues, there are a few tricks that most people can't do. Can you split or roll your tongue, perform a reverse T, flip your tongue 180 degrees, or make shapes like a spaceship or a clover leaf? Between 65 and 81% of people on Earth have this strange and seemingly arbitrary talent. Tongue tricks are debated on being genetic, but arguably others don't think so. Although a really pointless skill to have, it does make for some great party tricks. Number four, double jointed. Double jointedness, also known as hypermobility, is when the joints stretch out further than normal. Some hypermobile people can bend their thumb backwards to their wrist, bend their knee joints backwards, put their legs behind their head, and perform other contortionist tricks. Double jointedness is actually more common than you may think. Around 10 to 25 percent of the population is double jointed. Although many may be double jointed, some people who are double jointed can't do all the bending and twisting in certain body parts that others may be able to do. It can be even something so little as being able to move some fingers farther than regular people. Number three, eating a spoonful of cinnamon. Originally known as the cinnamon challenge, this next trick sounds simple but can get pretty spicy. It's simply eating a spoonful of cinnamon. Round cinnamon may be a tasty baking addition, but it's impossible to eat on its own for most people. We don't suggest trying this at home. When eating cinnamon, the cinnamon can coat and dry the mouth and throat, resulting in coughing, gagging, vomiting, and inhaling cinnamon itself can lead to throat irritation, breathing difficulties, and risk of pneumonia or a collapsed lung. 
Although this is dangerous, many people are successful in eating April's Queen of Cinnamon. It's weird to see such a strange and dangerous thing lead to what used to be such a massive and popular trend on the internet. Number two, tickling yourself. We all have ticklish thoughts that friends and loved ones love to zero in on. Being tickled makes us laugh, squirm, and sometimes even more. And if you're anything like normal people, it makes you reflexively punch and kick anyone within reach. On paper, it might sound easy to do, but in practice, it's near impossible to genuinely tickle yourself to the point of laughter. This is because you will always brace for the touch. The mind immediately goes into defense mode, and your body doesn't react the same way as if someone else was actually genuinely tickling you. Unless there is a disconnect between you and your subconscious mind, your touch will always be anticipated. Number one, putting your foot behind your head. Finally and lastly on our list of weird things the human body can do is the ability to place your feet behind your head. In order to put your foot behind your head, it requires extreme flexibility. Simply placing both legs behind one's head may come and sound easy to some gymnasts or to Sheen Estevez from Jimmy Neutron, but to an average Joe, this task would be completely impossible. Even if you were to practice and stretch every single day, this does not guarantee that you will be able to do this, because it really all depends on the body type. Well, that's our video for today. Can you do any of these weird and wonky things? Well, that is our video for today. Can you do any of these weird and wonky things? Do you have any suggestions that didn't make the list? Well, make sure to let us know in the comments down below, and like and subscribe for more great content if you enjoyed the video. Press the bell icon to stay updated with all future videos, and thanks again for watching. I am signing off for today, and I'm going to go try to put my foot behind my head. Wish me luck, and hope I don't break my legs.
and I think it's pizza. Definitely pizza. Not the best post-workout meal, but I approve. As you can see, the food isn't just falling down the esophagus, it's being shuttled down as the muscles in the walls contract. And if we fast forward a bit, we can see the food pass through a sphincter and in. Hey there, welcome to Life Lion. If you've never had a nosebleed before, the first one can be terrifying, especially if you're young when it happens and have no idea what's going on. All you know is that blood is leaking out of your face for no reason. But of course, now that you're older, you know that there is a reason your nose started to bleed. You are experiencing a condition known as epistaxis. When this occurs, it can be one of two types, anterior or posterior. More than likely, you'll get an anterior nosebleed, which is caused by irritation to the blood vessels in the nasal septum. That's the part of your nose that separates your two nostrils. And it's also the part of your nose that can get deviated, which can lead to difficulty breathing. And fun fact, it's estimated that 80% of people have some type of misalignment to their nasal septum. If I had a nose, I could attest to that, but sadly, my face is pretty featureless, as you can see. But a block can dream. Anyway, in the nasal septum is an area called the Kieselbach plexus, where four different arteries come together to form a network of blood vessels. So when this area is irritated by either a vigorous blow or a roaming finger, some of the blood vessels may break, and then you get blood running down your face and possibly the back of your throat. But what about dry air? In the northern hemisphere winter is coming and with it comes a lot of nosebleeds. The decreased humidity and temperature prevent your nose from getting the moisture it needs. This then makes the mucous membrane more susceptible to bleeding and voila, you get blood leaking down your nostril. The only thing more unappealing than that is saying the words mucous membrane. Yeah. So how do you stop the blood? Well, it's recommended that you pinch the soft part of your nose for 10 minutes, making sure to keep the nostrils closed. This pressure helps the blood to clot and stops the bleeding. Oh, and make sure you lean forward during this because otherwise, as I previously mentioned, blood can leak down the back of your throat, which you don't want. However, if you're lucky enough to be near a doctor when you get a nosebleed, if they can easily see the broken blood vessel, they may be able to cauterize or seal it using silver nitrate. So now you knows. I'm sorry, I could have just ended this. So do yourself a favor and keep all fingers and foreign objects away from your nostrils. Your nose and future self will thank you. Have you ever had a nosebleed? Do you get them often? If you're comfortable with sharing, let us know in the comments section below, or tell us what we should talk about next. And if you want even more Life Noggin, check out this video we did on what would happen if all cats suddenly died. Yeah. Oh, and make sure you follow us on Facebook and Twitter. As always, my name is Blocko. This has been Life Noggin. Don't forget to keep on thinking. Hey there, welcome to Life Noggin. So the internet has been around for a while now, and it's undeniably a great tool. It gives us easy access to information, allows for global communication, but more importantly, it's given us an endless amount of cat pictures to scroll through. I mean, just look at all those little faces. Oh. Anyway, cats are pretty important animals. Even though they may seem to be pretty lazy, they actually have a major effect on our lives. To show how, let's consider this. What would happen if every cat 
flat on the earth suddenly died. Besides mass panic and confusion, let's start with this consequence. Cats are predators, as you may know if you've ever received a gift at your doorstep. You know, like a dead small animal. In fact, each year, up to 20 billion small mammals are killed by cats, including rodents and rabbits. So if there were no more cats, these small mammal populations would quickly rise. But how does this affect humans? Well, let's take a look at Macquarie Island. In the year 2000, cats were completely eradicated. After, the rabbit population drastically increased, devastating much of the vegetation. Not only did the rabbits change the island's landscape, but it also cost over $24 million to remedy, which humans will have to pay for. Pretty catastrophic, am I right? Oh, okay, I'm sorry, let's, let's move on. And then we have the rats. On some islands, cats were eradicated to protect the seabird population. But with the oh, result of Regardless, having a cat can help relieve stress and anxiety, so without them, your risk for a heart attack may be higher. Basically, what I'm saying is cats are awesome, except when they knock over stuff for no reason. But without them, both our personal lives and the ecosystem may be very different. What animal do you think would have the biggest effect on Earth if it were suddenly gone? Are you a cat person? Dog person? Let me know in the comment section below, and bonus points, a thousand bonus points if you can tweet me any pictures of your cat. I could always go for more cat photos. As always, I'm Blocko. This has been Life Noggin. Don't forget to keep on thinking. <laughs> Here, welcome to Life Noggin. Any dog lover will tell you that our furry friends make our lives better. They save lives as police and search and rescue dogs, and take care of us as therapy and service dogs. Studies even show that they improve our health by reducing stress and lowering blood pressure and cholesterol. They also make Twitter slightly more tolerable thanks to their adorable little faces. That's why whenever I get stressed out, I spend time with my buddy, Professor Cuddlesworth. Here, boy. That's a good dog. Yes, you are. It's clear that life without them would be horrible for us. But what about them? If every human suddenly disappeared, what would happen to our dogs? The question really is, do they even need us? Researchers estimate we've been domesticating dogs for 10 to 40,000 years. Since then, we've provided them with food, protection, and shelter. Without humans, dogs that are used to being cared for would need to quickly learn how to fend for themselves. Since no one will be filling up their food bowl, they will need to scavenge or hunt for food. So, dog breeds that are known for their tracking and hunting abilities, like spaniels and retrievers, would have it much easier than other breeds. They will also be living in a world without temperature control. So some dog breeds that struggle in heat or cold wouldn't well in those climates. Dogs with thick coats, like the dogs, could easily overheat in hot regions. While breeds with short hair, like the boxer, or dogs with low body fat, like the greyhound, would freeze in cold climates. Good thing Professor Cuddlesworth here falls right in the middle. 
Plus, he's a skilled hunter. Yes, you are. Since dogs has three children, Haley Jade, Elena, who is usually referred to as Lane. Of their brain fight or flight response has shrunk, which will make it difficult for most dog breeds when faced with predators. Over time, it's likely that most dogs would adjust to their new lives once they've developed survival skills like finding food and shelter and forming alliances. But it may take a few generations. We've seen this happen with dogs who escape or are released into the wild. Without human contact, they become feral. According to a 1995 study, the first few generations of feral dogs have high rates of juvenile mortality and indirectly depend on humans for food. However, after long periods of time when natural selection has taken its course, we're talking thousands of years here, wild dog species emerge. This is thought to be the story of the Australian dingo. So eventually, dogs will be okay. Though it is reassuring that your little buddy needs you just as much as you need them. So do you have dogs? What kind? And let me know their name in the comments section below. Or tell us what we should talk about next. We've been getting a lot of comments recently asking about how these Life Noggin videos actually get made. Since so many of you want to learn how the anime Canadians born magic, before 2001 could get approved for up to 40,000. Skillshare is an online learning community with thousands of classes covering dozens of creative and entrepreneurial skills. I am personally recommending the Simple Character Animation class by Fraser Davidson. It'll teach you the basics of animating a walk cycle in After Effects. And that's how I move. Premium membership gives you unlimited access that starts at under $10 a month, so you can fuel your curiosity and creativity. Because Skillshare is sponsoring this I video, to take you can sign up with the link in the description and get a two-month free trial. If you love learning and creating and want to support LifeNoggin, go to skl.sh slash LifeNoggin4 and get started today. As always, my name is Blocko. This has been LifeNoggin. Bark, 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 bark. Welcome to Life Nine. We've taken a few trips now back into the past Here. to see what life is like in different places at different times. How about we spin the D-block wheel and see where we go next? Alright, it's Mars in the year 2500. Uh, no, 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 I don't think they're ready to see that just yet. Uh, let's pick uh, Ancient Egypt instead. There we go, that was a highly requested one, we'll do that. So, how hard would it have been for you to survive back in Ancient Egypt? Well, it turns out, it's pretty darn difficult. There were a bunch of diseases and other dangers that people had to deal with. Oddly enough, many of those dangers came from something that, in a lot of ways, allowed life to flourish. I'm talking about the Nile River. The Nile River was a cornerstone of ancient Egyptian life, allowing people to settle down and base their lives around farming, agriculture, and some fishing rather than having to roam the lands. Hey, Karen, go hunt and gather somewhere else. Mine. But the river came with some pretty significant drawbacks. If you interacted with the water, you could come in contact with some pretty nasty parasites. One such parasite was the Shistoma worm, which could enter a human host through their extremities and lay eggs in their bloodstream, causing some serious damage as the worms travel through their internal organs. Wow. Wow. Sorry, just had to pause for a second. Wow. 
Another major issue, especially near the water, was malaria, which can cause flu-like symptoms and lead to death if left untreated. Oh yeah, and you better watch out for those crocodiles too. And if you were a servant, you also have to worry about the life of your ruler as well, because if they died, you might have been sacrificed and buried along with them. In earlier times of ancient Egypt, some of a ruler's chosen servants were buried with them around their tomb, which was seen as a high privilege. Later down the line, they switched over to statues or models of the servants instead. To help themselves out against some of the dangers, people back in ancient Egypt placed a pretty high importance on amulets. Amulets were charms or jewelry that had a very symbolic meaning and were believed to have magical or protective properties. That supposed magical power came in part from what the amulet looked like its shape, color, and what it was made out of. Many of the amulets looked like animals or gods, and I don't really know how well they protected people. But hey, if you didn't survive, they also used amulets for people who died and were mummified, believed to help them out in the afterlife. What's really interesting is that researchers believe that some of their practices back then actually did have some science-backed means of protection to the dangers of the time. A 2010 study found that ancient Egyptians' iconic black eye makeup, which was thought to summon the power of the gods to help ward off illness, had antibacterial properties that helped fend off infections. Their makeup was lead-based, and since lead can be toxic, the researchers argue that the makeup could have killed off bacteria and may have helped further prevent and treat eye illnesses by promoting the action of immune cells. It's pretty neat. You shouldn't try this today, though. Since lead poisoning is very dangerous, the cons really outweigh the pros on this one. So all in all, life was pretty tough back then in ancient Egypt. I think we should all just go to Mars in 2500 and get a level 3 mind massage. I'm telling you, they work wonders. So is there a time period or place that you want me to travel to next? Let me know in the comment section below and your suggestion could be a future episode of D-Block. Curious to know what you would need to do to survive trapped on the International Space Station? Check out this video. Well, it would probably depend a lot on how many people you had up there with you. The more people, the more you'll be consuming your resources. As always, my name is Blocko. This has been Life Noggin. Don't forget to keep on thinking. Welcome to Life Noggin. We're going to try our hand at surviving in another famous period of history, the Ice Ages. So just how hard would it have been to survive during an Ice Age? Well, just step outside and find out. That's because the Earth is in an Ice Age right now, one of at least five that we know about. Well, kinda. It depends on who you ask and what your definition of an Ice Age is. A general definition of an Ice Age is a period of time, potentially lasting millions of years, where you have colder global temperatures and glacial expansion across the Earth's surface. Within that, you have cycles of glacial periods and interglacial periods. Glacial periods are colder and have a greater ice sheet presence, while the interglacial periods are warmer and more like the Earth is now. We're currently in an interglacial period called the Holocene. The confusion here is that some people refer to the combination of these glacial-interglacial cycles as ice ages, while others specifically just call the glacial periods ice ages. But either way you slice it, I bet you're more concerned about surviving those glacial periods. So let's take a look at the Pleistocene epoch, the most recent glacial period. If you were living back then, the first thing you'd probably have to deal with is the weather. On average, the global temperatures were about 5 to 10 degrees Celsius colder than they are today. And that might not seem like
like a lot at first, but that can mean the difference between the snow melting or not during the summer, especially in the more northern regions. According to the CDC, there were over 1,500 hypothermia-related deaths back in 2010 in the U.S. alone. Just imagine how much surviving the cold would have been a problem back in a glacial period. After you try and keep yourself warm, you'd probably need to be concerned about the animals. There were some animals that didn't really pose a threat, like deer and squirrels, not too dissimilar from the ones we have now. Maybe you could use those for food or clothes to keep warm if you broke out your hunting skills. But with the rather limited tools of the time, even the best hunters would find it hard to survive against the infamous saber-toothed cats that used to roam the earth. Saber-toothed cats were similar in size to the lions and tigers of today, but with more muscular builds and long, dagger-like canines. If you do manage to escape, you better watch out for the giant, short-faced bears. These Ice Age bears had stumpy faces and broad muzzles to go along with their extremely large bodies. They likely stood over 3 meters tall on their hind legs and weighed in at around 700 kilograms. These bears were the largest land carnivores of their time, though there is some speculation on whether or not they were actually omnivores. Hey, even if they did eat plants, it's still not somebody you want to mess with. And just like how your hunter tools back then weren't up to the caliber of today, the lack of medicine and antibiotics left you pretty open to bacteria and diseases. What's really quite terrifying is that due to rising global temperatures, you might not even need to step back in time to come in contact with some of the biological threats of the Pleistocene. That's because ice and permafrost soils, which have been frozen for thousands of years, are melting, releasing ancient bacteria and viruses. For instance, scientists recently uncovered a giant virus that had been buried for 30,000 years in Siberian ice only to find that it was still infectious. Luckily for you humans, it only affects amoebae, but the implications are still pretty scary for what else could be dormant down there in the ice. Ooh, look at that. We've uncovered a frozen sponsor in the ice. This video was sponsored by Dollar Shave Club. We all have our everyday grooming routines. I wake up every morning and yell at the sky, but you humans normally start the day brushing your teeth or shaving. No matter your routine, Dollar Shave Club has everything you need to help you. <sighs> and a lot of you have probably heard of DSC and think that they only stick to shaving products. Well, don't let the name deceive you. Dollar Shave Club can solve all your grooming needs in one box. Shower products, oral care, butt wipes, and obviously, shaving products. Basically, if you have a body, they have you covered. Not only do they ship them right to your house, but the more you buy, the more you save. They call it their handsome discount offer. Join the club with one of their starter sets for just five bucks. After that, the restock box ships regular size products at regular price. And I gotta say, the Oral Care starter set is my favorite. It comes with their weighty toothbrush and a trial size version of their toothpaste. My animator even gave me teeth just for this. Get this exclusive deal at dollarshaveclub.com slash Lifeline. Thanks, guys. So, is there another time period that you want us to explore? Let us know in the comment section below, and your suggestion could become a future episode. Curious to know the dangerous thing that's hiding in the North Pole? Check out this video. This was one of the most distant sightings of this type of pollution up north, only around 1,600 kilometers from the North Pole itself. We're only really learning about this now because scientists couldn't get to the area before because of ice in the sea blocking the way. As always, my name is Blocko. This has been Life Noggin. Don't forget to keep on thinking.
Welcome to Lifetime. Those were, uh, those were cars. Imagine what would happen if you went skating through a wall. You're probably thinking, ow. But not all barriers are made of brick. Humans have been breaking through the sound barrier for decades. But what exactly does that mean? And how does that affect your body? Well, when a plane approaches the speed of sound, it encounters an invisible wall of resistance. This is known as the sound barrier, and it occurs when molecules in the air become powerfully compressed at the nose. Breaking through this barrier at the speed of sound, or supersonic speeds, may sound terribly exhilarating, but inside a modern jet, the ride is smooth and barely noticeable. Not even the sonic boom, created from the rapid change in pressure, can be heard from within. Still, that doesn't mean there aren't risks. While supersonic speeds aren't enough to kill humans on their own, rapid acceleration certainly is. As a pilot picks up speed, their body becomes pummeled by an accelerated pressure called a G-force. At their worst, these forces can cause broken bones and burst blood vessels. But perhaps the most dangerous situation is when a G-force drives a pilot's blood down into their feet and away from their brains, causing loss of vision, loss of consciousness, or even death. Today, pilots wear oxygen masks to breathe with anti-G suits around their legs to stop blood from pooling there. They're also taught special breathing techniques to keep their lungs full and muscle squeezing exercises to keep blood in their brains. But here's the thing, it's not just pilots that can do this. Exactly 65 years after the first aircraft achieved this feat, Felix Baumgartner became the first human to do the same with only his body. After seven years of careful preparation, the ex-military parachutist began a free fall from the edge of space. That would not only break eight world records, but the sound barrier itself, reaching a top speed that was 75 miles per hour faster than the speed of sound. At this velocity, scientists worried about internal injury from passing sound waves or the sound barrier itself. Unlike modern aircrafts, humans aren't designed for supersonic travel. And without the safety of a pressurized, wind-protected vehicle, no one knew what would happen. 24 miles above Earth, where Felix started, temperatures are low enough to cause hypothermia. That's why Felix's airtight suit and helmet were so important. Because even if one crack appeared, he would have died instantly. One of the scariest moments in the fall was when Felix entered a flat spin. This is when the body rotates out of control, sometimes reaching 120 revolutions per minute and creating up to 22 times the force of gravity. When this happens to a free-falling human, blood is pushed into the head and feet, potentially causing burst eyeballs, mental confusion, loss of vision, consciousness, and even death. Luckily, Felix was able to right himself and land safely on the ground, taking a big step for humankind. What's more, in the half a minute Felix spent at supersonic speeds, he felt and heard absolutely nothing unusual. So even though his fall came with a whole host of hazards, it turns out breaking the sound barrier wasn't one of them. Still, unless you have extensive training and all the right equipment, it's probably safest to stick to normal speeds and leave these supersonic business with daredevil animations like me and Triangle Bottle. Are you ready? Okay, let's do this. We're going so fast, Triangle Bob. So do you have any questions that you really want to be made into a video? Let me know now in the comment section below. We're taking suggestions for future episodes. 
Curious to know what would happen to your body if you spent 24 hours on a plane? Check out this video. Remember the cramped leg room? Well, it turns out that sitting for long periods of time can cause blood clots in your legs and swelling. As always, my name is Blocko. This has been Life Noggin. Don't forget to keep on zooming. Zooming. Keep, keep on thinking. Welcome to Life Noggin. Just imagine being able to zap your way out of an awkward conversation, a bad day at work or school, or even a life or death situation. Wouldn't it be great? With all the technological advancements and scientific understanding we've gained recently, it got me thinking, what if we could teleport? The word teleportation implies that an object will disappear from one place and that exact object will then show up in a new place. But that isn't actually how scientists think teleportation will work. Instead, it involves analyzing the position, momentum, and spin of an object's particles, then sending that information on radio waves to another destination, and recreating the object in another form. For teleportation to work like this, the original object, whether it's a person, or a car, or a stack of cash, is unavoidably destroyed after its quantum state is analyzed, which, understandably, puts some people off. Say we teleported a person, you, for example. The new you wouldn't just randomly appear out of thin air in a new location. Through a process called quantum entanglement, the information is sent and imprinted onto the exact chemical elements you're made of. Those materials are then programmed and arranged exactly the way you are. It's kind of like 3D printing. You wouldn't be able to teleport yourself anywhere it need to be a spot already equipped with all of those elements. There are a lot of other roadblocks too. We'd also need some kind of superpowered machine with a lot of energy to analyze every single particle in the human body's estimated 37 trillion cells. Then every particle, every gene, needs to be expressed the exact same way to create an exact copy. But since the teleported you would technically be a new person, would it have your memories? Would it have your personality, or would it be a whole separate human? We just don't know. Also, teleporting all of this data would take a very long time. Based on current technology, some estimates suggest this process would take 350,000 times longer than the entire universe has been around. So, you know, don't hold your breath. But there are some people who believe that in just 1,000 years, we'll have the technology to do this almost instantaneously. Info from photons and electrons have been teleported short distances since the 90s, but now we can teleport their data 1,400 kilometers, which is pretty impressive progress for just a couple of decades. Granted, this was still only data from two particles, and we're still a long way off from teleporting an entire human being. But it is a start. If or when this tech is created, we need some serious regulations to make sure people aren't teleporting themselves into bank vaults, out of prisons, or into people's homes. The last thing I want is for someone to pop up in my room while I'm having my own private dance party. I lock the door for a reason. In a previous video, we asked you guys what superpower you would most want to have, and a lot of you said teleportation. So in the comment section below, let us know what superpower we should cover next. I get comments on almost every episode asking me how we make these videos, because a lot of you want to start channels of your own. My anime